Well, once again, it is another episode of our Reflords Pod Academy. First and foremost, though, we say hello to Dora Liu from Reflords, and uh, we follow that up with a Happy New Year to you, Dora. Happy New Year to you too, David. Compliments of the New Year to all our listeners as well. Hope you're doing great <laughs> in the gloomy days of January. <laughs> yeah, so many of us thought uh, that things would be a lot different, and yet they're not. But but it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. Um, you know, we, we, we survived level five and level four. We're on level three now. So it's not that bad. Let's just uh, make sure that everybody does what they're supposed to, and uh, let's get this thing under control. But more excitingly, let's dive into this this new year, this 2021. And today, I believe we're going to be discussing some property trends that you guys foresee for 2021. Yes, absolutely. So we've seen quite a lot of property trends, uh, you know, in 2021. And we're going to translate them into insights to help you uh, in terms of property investments or, you know, buying your first home or even selling your your home. So irrespective of whether you are a first-time home buyer, an investor, a seller, or even a tenant, uh, this t- this episode is going to help you. And the, the trends that we share originated from credible sources. Uh, the stats and facts are from National Treasury, TPN, Better Bond, Property Experts, and our Reflots in-house data. Uh, so they're credible sources. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely they are. Now, you know, COVID-19 hit us and then everybody went crazy and nuts and it's understandable. Where do we stand in terms of, of, of the property market generally um, in the wake of this pandemic? You know, believe it or not, the property market actually remains one of the strongest contributors to South African GDP for as high as 191 billion rand in 2020. And that uh, alone generated roughly about 46 billion rand direct national uh, revenue to the country. So it's a good thing to look at. However, obviously, it's um, really a drip in the sea to fight the pandemic, you know, uh, to raise the budget for the pandemic. Uh, so I, I think um, for the purpose of this episode, we, we're going to see whether the property market is booming in every aspect or the otherwise. So yeah, let's share the, the, the trends with our listeners um, and see if they agree with your thoughts as well. All right, because, you know, one of the things that, that we've spoken about is there's a, is sort of a, a property, a, a band, uh, which is between 600,000 and about 2 million rand. And you said last year we spoke about this, that that's where there's a lot of growth. Is this something that's happening still, the first time home buyer? Yes, absolutely. So this price band between 600,000 rand to 2 million rand um, property are still growing. And who is driving this market is the first-time home buyers, all right? So in 2020, according to the stats from Better Bond, there was over 70% bond applications that were submitted by first-time home buyer. That's a significant amount, you know? Wow, yeah, that absolutely is. Okay, yeah. now, now what else? I mean, you must have some interesting little nuggets of information there for us. Uh, and we've noticed that uh, more female investors are now entering the market. And as early as their 
uh, late 20s to early 30s. So that's something interesting to note. To note. And the average age of in investors have now decreased from 37 years old to 34 years old. And what does that mean to you is that if you are a seller, the target market that you're selling your property to is not the 40s, is not the 50s, but rather the much younger crowd in their mid-30s. Now, another thing that I've noticed, Dora, is that uh, property, the, the interest rate has, has sort of dropped over the last year. Where, where is it now? And, and, and does that have an impact? So the interest rate is still staying at 7%. And that is actually the lowest in the past five decades. Now, making the properties 30% more affordable than what it was in January last year. So that, that's a great thing to look at. And we estimate that the interest rates are still going to stay below 8% this year to combat, to combat the very weak economy following the pandemic, you know? So... Another thing that we've noticed is that the banks now require much less deposit than they used to. I think the decrease is on 18%, which is great news for first-time homebuyer because that means you need less savings to put as a deposit for your new property. Okay, well, so far, so far it's good news, but I mean, does, does Reflords not do something special as well to, to uh, homeowners, first-time buyers, homeowners? Yeah, so for first-time buyers, or to all, all our customers, we offer a zero deposit purchase. So there's no obligations. If you don't get 100% bond from the bank, you can walk away from the deal with absolutely no obligation. All right, but de developers differ from developers and then some may have different policies. But with us, we offer zero deposit purchase. But now there's, there's been a rumor, which, which maybe you can talk to. Banks are going to sort of tighten up a little bit on uh, home loan approvals in this 2021. Yeah, so there was an article written by this property um, expert uh, that the approvals in 2021 will be tightened by the banks uh, due to employment instability. Now, we know in 2020, there were about 7 million job losses, and that is that's that's terrible, actually. So banks actually do see that as employment instability. They categorize it as a high risk in their um, in their assessment process, right? So uh, our advice to our customers is always that if you are confident enough in your financial security, then you shouldn't be worried about any rumor because banks actually assess your credibility and your affordability case by case. If you have that, banks will always grant it to you. All right. And um, I think it's it's probably wise to listen to our fourth episode for some tips on home loan application. David, you did the, the episode with me. Mm, yeah, no, that's then. That, and that was, there were some really, really valid and worthwhile tips, which are 
just as applicable now. That's the nice thing about these episodes is that they are pretty timeless. Um, and yeah, if you're going to do that, go have a listen. Episode four, it's all there. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you, as Dora says, if you're stable and if you you work for a, a company, then and your income is secure, go for it. I, that's what I would say. Now yeah. let's move along a little bit, Dora, and we, let's talk about uh, inflation and on property value. What were we looking at then? So if you look at the inflation of property value, or in another word, what is the growth in value for properties in the past year, it was very sluggish, to be really honest. Uh, So averagely, you're looking at around 2% increase in the property value, okay, in the past year. Um, So it's not very bright, uh, I would say. And then the the price, however, the prices for brand new apartment developments tend to still incline, all right? Okay. Um, For, yeah, for many reasons, such as, you know, the increase in the demand, okay, for people to purchase into apartments, the new apartments uh, specifically, as well as the surge in building material cost, labor cost, as well as logistics related costs. Okay, so if you are looking to purchase in a brand new development, the best time to purchase is always now. And that is not a phrase for advertisements. It's a very friendly reminder that for new development, because all the costs are increasing, the chances are if you don't purchase now, the price is going to incline before you know it. Yeah, and I've got to tell you, just in in the area that that uh, we stay in, in and around us, there's massive amounts of building, and it does seem a lot more focused to these these complexes and apartments and things like that. So it's not something that you want to go. Ah, let me let me just see how things work out because if you wait six eight months or whatever the case may be, uh, you may end up uh, having to pay a lot more, and it might not then be as affordable. What happens now if we're going, oh, I don't know if I can afford this. What about people selling properties? Do we call them secondhand properties? Uh, We do, or previously owned properties, however you want to call it. Uh, The market at the moment is forecasted to have an influx of secondhand properties from distressed sellers. Now, who are defined as distressed sellers? They are the ones that want to offload their properties for many reasons. And these reasons could uh, could be, you know, they're downscaling from bigger home to smaller home, okay? Or they want to mitigate risks arise from non-paying tenants, which you've experienced a lot in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And thirdly, um, they could be wanting to convert into quick cash to alleviate their financial pressure. All right. Okay. But so, now, this this should be good news then if if you if you're a prospective purchaser, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a purchaser, it's one of the best times that you can look out for bargain homes. You simply left with a lot more room for negotiation with uh, you know secondhand property sellers. Where, where else? I mean, in, in days gone by, before we had this COVID thing, people were often looking for coastal properties or, or properties away, you know, from the hustle and bustle. Is that still something that's happening? Yeah. And then oh, that's a good point that you raised, um, David, because that is actually an increased demand 
or increased trend in what we've seen so far. And people tend to move away from very crowded metropolitans into quieter coastal towns or countryside estates. All right, for, for actually a couple of reasons. Uh, because of the pandemic, people realized that uh, they can perform a lot of tasks remotely from home. Now, working from home becomes increasingly trendy, right? Like occupations that you hold, David, uh, you mm. can easily work from home. You don't have to rent an office. You don't have to drive to an office, wasting so many you know, hours on the road. So that is an increased trend that we've noticed more and more people start working from home and that actually drives the property in the coastal towns or the quieter countryside uh, um, in terms of de demand i know it's it's actually quite sad that because you know i've i've always been a fan of working from home wherever possible now it's become trendy and everybody wants to do it so now i'm going to sulk a bit <laughs> but <laughs> one of the things i've noticed though is that uh in in sort of years gone by everybody was very negative about south africa oh we're going to leave we're going to england we're immigrating to england or australia or whatever the case may be that seems to a lot of people are going nah i don't think so you know looking at what's happening overseas is that something that you've noticed as a trend as well yeah, yeah. So the pandemic really, um, you know, turns out funny that uh, now the, the more affluent uh, market decides to not to immigrate because what, you know, because from what they've seen in other countries, it's just equally bad. And now there is a significant decrease in the interest in planning to immigrate. And that also drives you know, the demand uh, in properties in coastal towns and in um, the, the countryside estates, the Gulf estates, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's also one of the trends we've seen. They're, uh, they're trying to move away from the crowded metropolitans, you know, try to sort of <laughs> keep safe distances between each other rather than staying on top of each other, you know. Which is, which is actually... It makes sense. It's not a bad idea. I mean, you could you can think, you know, if you can get a nice coastal home somewhere or a nice place in the country, nice view. Not so many people. Makes a lot of sense to me. Now, let's move along though, because rentals, rentals, if you're an investor, what is what is the sort of forecast in terms of rentals? Uh, I think for investors, obviously, the rental growth is the top concern at the moment, whether there is going to be a rental growth in 2021. Now, from what we can see in 2020, because of the job losses, the salary cuts, et cetera, et cetera, um, a lot of the tenants actually decide to converge. Now, what I mean by converge is that they decide to share apartments or house rentals with others or they decide to simply move back to live with their parents. And that's something we've seen quite a lot happening in 2020. And most of the landlords experienced non-paying or late paying tenants in the past year. And the bad news is that you can't really uh, evict them because of the lockdown restrictions. However, we do see the rental market sort of, you know, slowly stabilize after the hot lockdown towards the end of the year. But if you are looking for 
uh, rental growth in 2021. The news is probably quite bad for you. I think uh, it's still going to stay quite stagnant throughout 2021, if any growth at all. But again, this is, you know, we're talking property here. So this is a trend. Um, and, you know, with property, it's, it's, it's generally long-term stuff. So this too will pass. But surely there's a spin-off then as well. Yeah. So there's always a silver lining right around the dark cloud. And then the spin-off here is that we see many quality tenants. They try to convert themselves into um, homeowners, which is something that you should be proud of if you – are the person that I'm talking about. Now, Reeflords um, have recently helped many of our tenants to buy their first home. And obviously, they now have become proudly, you know, first-time home buyers. And our advice for you is that if you are a quality tenant um, who's looking to buy a home, do a comparison between the costs of rental and the costs of owning a home. There is a difference. All right. Um, and see if it's worth the pursuit. Uh, I, I would recommend you to listen to our second episode for the costs of owning a home, if you could remember, David. Mm, yeah, that's some great advice. It's one of the things that I always complain about, you know, is if, you, if, you, if you're renting, there, there are pros to renting, but, but the cons is you, you're effectively paying somebody else's bond and you're not growing an asset for yourself. So, you know, I suppose in an ideal world, if you are able to, to, to buy a property and to become an owner, that's the way to go. So, yeah, yeah good, good advice. So I just wanted to add something because at the moment the interest rate is 7%, right? And your landlord is probably charging 10%, if not more. So that there, there, there is a 3% difference, okay? And then you can sort of compare that uh, into the cost of rental and the cost of uh, uh, owning a home, okay? You've got that flexibility of that 3% per year on interest if you if you get what i'm saying mm, yes no that makes yeah. sense as well okay right okay well i think you know what because it's the first episode of 2021 let's end on a high note um and and say go out there if you're financially stable look to buying because it's always a great investment um dora before you say goodbye as you say goodbye just some last words for us and where can we contact you guys if we need to? So recently we've actually received a couple of questions with regards to the topic that we've shared. So if you've got questions, um, please feel free to email us on Catherine at reflords.coza. So it's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at reflords.coza. Or you can simply just post on our Facebook page, Reflords Property Development page. And also, if you've got suggestions for topics that you want to discuss about or you want to hear us talking about, please also do that for us. Uh, we would really appreciate and share your thoughts with everybody. Fantastic. Because that's the whole idea behind this podcast is that we get people involved. They ask the questions because there's no such thing as a silly question. And, and you know, the more you know, knowledge is power. So come on, drop us a, a mail. It's Catherine, as Dora said, Catherine at reflords.co.za. Dora, thank you. Thank you so much. We wish you a safe and prosperous 2021. Yes, that's to each and every one of you and to you and uh, the entire team at Reflords. Thank you so much, Dorilu. Uh, we will chat again very soon. Up until then, thanks for listening.